You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is Views from Street. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. You're listening to the Views from Mitch Street podcast, wherever major podcasts are found on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Google Play. If you are a Carolina Panthers fan, you are obviously here because you have heard the breaking news. Matt Rule fired after an 11-27 overall record and a 1-4 start to the season. If you are a Carolina Panther fan and listening to us, do us a favor. Share this podcast around. Pop it up on your social. Pop it up wherever your Panthers fans are gathered so that we can continue to grow the views from Mint Street community here. Uh, so, Matt Rule is out after going 1-4 to start the season. In his 38 games, he is 11-27. and 27. You want me to tell you what the biggest problem was for Matt Rule? There, there's two. There's two. Number one, Lonzo, he kept picking the wrong guy at quarterback, right? He just did. It was Teddy Bridgewater. That didn't work. Brought back Cam Newton. That didn't work. He brought in Sam Darnold. That didn't work. He brought in Baker, uh, Baker Mayfield. So far, that has not worked. Right. And, I, I, and it's not just that he's messed on those guys, but he passed on Justin Fields. He passed on Mac Jones. He passed on Kenny Pickett. It's not just the guys he's brought in that hasn't worked, but it's also the guys he didn't bring in, right? Are the Panthers a better team with Mac Jones at the helm? You're damn right they are. Are they a better team with Justin Fields at the helm? Probably. Are they a better team with Kenny Pickett at the helm? We don't know yet, but they can't be worse. You're talking about someone getting the blame and not being able to buy the groceries. They're as his Bill guys. Parks. These were his even, decisions. Even if they are his guys... He's not exclusively making those decisions, is he? No. There are other people in that organization who are, who are giving him the okay. So there is a general manager that can say, no, you know, that's not a good idea, but they didn't do that. There, there is an owner that can say, no, you know what, that's not a good idea, but they didn't do that. I think he's getting the sole blame for all of this, and it might all be his fault, but I don't think it's all his fault. So, two things. Number one, David Tepper's not going to fire himself for allowing quarterbacks to come in and be bad. Yeah, but he can fire the general manager, and he just fired the coach. But here's the thing. From what we understand, or what I understand, Tepper did give Matt Rule the right to call his shot, right? And basically told Fitterer, whoever he wants, that's the guy, right? Let him get. Baker coming in, Darnold coming in, Bridgewater coming in, Cam coming back. These were all Matt Rule decisions, and, and again, maybe we're wrong. But the understanding that I have and the, if you'll apologize, I apologize for the phrase, the dirt sheet reporting that we have on this is that Tep told Matt Rule, you pick your QB, you get your guy and I'll make sure that Fitterer 
signs off on it, which means that Fitterer is not going to eat the blame like Matt Rule does. But there's a second part to this. It is not just whiffing on the quarterbacks that Matt Rule did bring in. It is not just passing on other quarterbacks who have gone other where, other places and had success. Again, Justin Fields, we don't know what that guy's going to be yet, but it looks better than what Baker's been. Mac Jones has been just fine. Not great, but just fine in New England, better than Baker's been. So there's been the misses, but here's the other addition to that. The Panthers are not only bad, Lonzo, they're bad and they're boring, right? Like that of the of the cardinal sins an NFL an NFL franchise can commit. There are two that basically are unforgivable to be bad and boring at the same time. Because not only you know if your team's bad, but every now and then they give you a spark, they give you that big play. I, I can't you, take it. The, the hook of it. hope is in there, but we don't even it. have that. I cannot take it. I cannot take it. They're not as bad as you're making them out to They're be. They're one in four. The, yeah, yes. Yeah, so the record, right, I know, they could be zero five. I know, and, and they could very well be uh, two and three. They they could very well be three and two. They could be all those things. They could the first two games, and we've talked about it on this podcast about how close they were to winning. If you're a really really bad team, if you're as bad as you're making them out to be, they shouldn't have been competitive in any game that they've been in so far. I think it's real easy to be overly negative and not look at the positives. You can't be a bad team and have Christian McCaffrey on your team. You can't be. Yes, you can. No, They're no, doing no, it no, right no, now. No, 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 no. You're just, you're just wrong. I mean, it's, it's poor coaching, yes. It doesn't mean the team – so you're making it sound like not only is the team boring, but they have no talent on it. No, that's not what I said. I said they're bad. You can be bad and have talent. I'm that all the time if you ask specific listeners. All right, so there – I would say there are more talented players than there are not talented players on this team. And the right coach could have them maybe, winning maybe a few true. more a few more plays. They're not boring. Is this team They're exciting? not bad. Is this team exciting? At, at Is times. Is it exciting right now? At times. No. Yes. It's not exciting. At times. At times. Every time Chris McCaffrey touches the ball, it's exciting. No, no, no. It has the opportunity to be exciting. There's a difference. It's kinetic energy. It has the opportunity to turn into excitement. More often than not, it has. Yeah, he had 104 yards. All That's right. fantastic. Yeah, and then the last two games when the when the defense okay, got pick sixes, those were exciting, let's weren't they? Let's rephrase your statement. Or were they boring? Were they were they boring? And and when the when games the pick are sixes. boring since week one and two, with the exception of the win over the Saints, who by the way struggled and needed Taysom Hill to put on a Superman cape to beat the dreadfully bad Seattle Seahawks. Uh, which, by the way, Geno Smith, my goodness. How much better we look if Geno Smith... How much better we look if Geno Smith is the quarterback of the Panthers right now? That's where we are. Wouldn't look any better. Yeah, Would not look any better. No, because Ben McAdoo is calling the plays. I, ben McAdoo's going to call the same plays he's been playing no matter who the quarterback is, and it's going to look bad. It's, ben McAdoo's bad play calling does not impact Baker Mayfield throwing it at a guy's feet. That's execution. They're, they're, I am 100% down to throw Ben McAdoo under the bus with you. I will drive the bus you're throwing Ben McAdoo under. No problem with that. But there is an execution problem as well. And when there's an execution it's, problem. It's a heavy bus. It's, <laughs> it's a really heavy bus. That's all I'm saying. When there is an execution Oops, problem. I have stalled. Oh, crap. Is that the reverse button? Uh, uh, what happened? I don't know how to drive this The reverse this button, because that's how buses work. Uh, the electric ones might. I don't know. The Panthers, subjectively, for Alonzo's benefit here, subjectively, are a boring team. 
And I know that they are boring. Here's how I know they're boring. Look at the game yesterday. How many people showed up? Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Very few. The uh, upper I, deck I was dis- empty. I disagree. A ton of people showed up. They were for the they other were team. Greg 49ers care. Yes, playing the Panthers is very exciting for the other team. That is correct. The Panthers are boring and they're bad. They've committed both they have committed both NFL cardinal sins. And you know that when the upper bowl at the bank is empty and the bottom bowl was more red than it was silver and blue. It just is what it is. And All right, this is the first time you've listened to this podcast. Obviously, you can tell he's the analytical supposedly realistic guy and I'm the homer guy, the fan guy, and I refuse to see it his way. That's fine. But I'm the one that sees it the way it is. It's is is reality. You are Thanos with the reality stone trying to change it to what you want it to be as opposed to letting it be what it is. And what it is right now is a bad team. We are 1-27 and when the opposing team scores at least 17 points. This is the National Football League. How many teams score more than 17 points in a game? It happens, I'm going to guess, most of the time or at least very, very close to the majority of the time. Uh, you can't do that. They're ju- they're they're boring. They're bad. Uh, you know, when Matt Rule showed up, when Matt Rule showed up, he sold us as, you know, I think this franchise is close. It's in the right direction. It wasn't. See, and you mentioned us because you were on board and I was on board when when he got hired. I think a lot of people yeah, were. Yeah, and we knew it would take a couple of years. And the other thing is, in the middle of all that, COVID happened. So uh, you don't know that you, you got to look at it or you should look at it and go, okay, this happened You know, the first time that we've ever had to deal with something like this in the modern world. So how is he dealing with this? Okay, we got to come a little bit of slack. Yeah, be good with that, except for all 32 teams had a COVID season, right? If it was just right. us, no, you're right. you'd be like, oh, that sucks. We got hammered by that, right? It's like a, it's like a Brady uh, rough in the passer call. Only one team really got hurt by that yesterday. The Atlanta Falcons, right? Yeah, I'm, we, sure, I'm sure Brady's really sore today. Too. <laughs> we can't use that as an right we can't come out and go oh we lost because brady got the rough in the past no no no. it impacted everybody all 32 teams had the covid season and a lot of them didn't miss a beat and there are some bad teams the new york giants that went through the same covid season that were also bad at the same time we were and now look at them right there's no reason that do you know why they jumped out ahead of us daniel jones danny dimes they hit on the right quarterback and don't get me wrong it's a freaking lottery, right? Who's to say that Matt Corral doesn't come in next year and blow the roof off the metaphorical roof uh, off say, the joint? I'll say that. He won't He won't do that. And that's fine, right? You are making the same gamble that Matt Rule has, but he's missed on all of them, and he has not been able to coach around that, right? He hasn't been able to ma- – now, the defenses look good this year. We've talked about this a hundred times. The defenses look good, but – it is irrelevant when the other team has the ball 40 out of every 60 minutes, which is about what it's worked out to. 
right? You can't ask the defense to play two-thirds of the game and carry the team. We have not been able to coach around the personnel decisions that have been bad and the offensive coaching decisions that have been bad, and that's why we are where we are. By the way, I don't want anyone to think by any means that I'm defending Matt Rule and that I think that he should have continued to be the uh, the coach for the Carolina Panthers. My, I, I just, I, I think if you're going to do it, maybe you do it at the end of the season, unless they're doing what you said. And I don't think you help a guy out who's failing for you. I just don't think you do that. I, I think some of this comes from outside pressure, from maybe from fans, from media. Maybe he's just tired of hearing about it. And you know what you get when you fire your coach. The media dies down. You know why? Because they know the next guy up is, is going to be interim, and they don't expect anything the rest of the year. So maybe he Tepper just wants some quiet. Um, I'll say the other aspect of this in that regard, and then we got to take another quick break. I think there is one more element of this, and I think it is the reason you fired him after, after five weeks in a one-and-four start. You kind of set up a glorified – uh, exhibition here for Steve Wilkes, right? Because Wilkes is very well liked around the league. Uh, even Arizona fans will tell you that despite finishing his head coaching season with the Cardinals at 3-13, and remember he took over a Cardinals job when he replaced Bruce Arians after the 2017 season. Uh, even Cardinals fans will tell you he took over a really bad team and he got the short end of a stick there. Uh, when everybody was on board. I'm not saying he's a good coach or a bad coach. I don't know. What I am saying is the Carolina Panthers now kind of have an interesting opportunity here because we are going to be, in about 18 weeks, we're going to start seeing the NFL coaching jobs that are going to open up, open up. And I don't think there's going to be as many of them this year as there are regularly. But Steve Wilkes is a guy who is going to get some discussion as a head coaching candidate. Well, guess what Steve Wilkes has now? Steve Wilkes takes over a one-in-four franchise that nobody has any expectations for at all, and he effectively is now going to get a 12-game tryout to see how he fits here. If Steve Wilkes comes in, and I'm not saying we're going to end up going, you know, nine wins the rest of the stretch. We're not. We're just not that good. But if Wilkes comes in, and the locker room likes him, and 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 he, he straightens out the offense, and the defense keeps playing at a high level, and things kind of start turning true north on the compass, right? Steve Wilkes has the inside run at a head coaching job as a guy whose name is going to come up as a head coaching candidate. If David Tepper and Scott Fitter and Steve Wilkes work well together, then when it's time to start signing head coaches, Tep can go, hey, man, your name's already on the office door. What do you say you just signed the contract to be our new head coach? And you've got a leg up on everybody else who is going to fire their head coach by the end of the year. All right, so the opposite of that is you bring him in and all the things that you say, and uh, he doesn't win a game with this boring team. Your word's not mine. Yep. Does it, doesn't win a, a game, and it hurts him more than it helps him. Because a Defensive guy is going to come in and change the offense. There's one key way to do that, and that guy's still there. Uh, you get rid of the guy who's – or you go, no, I think we should run the ball here. No, I think we should run the ball here. You know what? That's great, but I think we should run the ball here. If he does that, maybe he's got a shot. If he doesn't, if he leaves things the way they are 
and just takes over as head coach, he's going to hurt himself more than he helps himself. I mean, maybe, but it is a job tryout either way, right? Like it is a job tryout because here's the thing. Nope. Scratch that. Very, very rarely does a head coaching candidate get hired to take over a good team. If your team's good, the head coach sticks around until he retires, right? You're not going to get a lot of Dennis Allen situation where a good head coach retires from a good team and you just get to step into the role of good coach. A head coach is more more often than not, like by a lot, going to step into the role of a bad team. Steve Wilkes went 3-13 and in his one-year head coaching with Arizona. And even Arizona fans will tell you he got screwed by the Cardinals because they put him in charge of a team that was good enough to go three and thirteen, and then they went, "Oh, you're fired because you went three and thirteen after a single season," and never gave the guy, never gave the guy a crack. There have been coaches around the league for for years since then that have said Steve Wilkes deserves a chance. He deserves an actual chance to take over now. I'm not saying he's going to get to the end of the year. Hell, we might be 1-16 and 16 at the end of the year. Maybe. But if Wilkes gives us a little jolt of, injury, of, of, of energy, if he gives us a little jolt here, and we come out the other side with some juice, I'm not saying we win, but come out and we look like a team that's at least got some excitement to it. You have got the inside track to a guy that a lot of other teams are already looking at. That seems like a good move.